The hand of God is his power, saints. <laughs> it's a great tool for us as well. Say amen, say amen to that. <laughs> Come on now. All right, turn to your Bible to Ephesians chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Ephesians chapter 4. And I want you to look at verse 4. It says, there is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. So in the body of Christ, saints, the church is what? One, one body. <laughs> and, it, and the church is called by one, one spirit, the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's just one. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Look at verse five. It says, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. That's all it is. One Lord, Jesus. Jesus Christ is Lord. Say amen to that. <laughs> one faith, <laughs> Jesus. Amen. All our faith is in him. You can't serve two masters. Please hear me. Only one. Our faith is in Christ. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. Why do, I, why do we do that, saints? Because everything we need is in him. Amen. Everything we need is in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. He says one baptism. And that one spiritual baptism, you know what it does? It places all believers in the body of Christ. That's what it does. Look at verse 6. It says, One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. <laughs> How many saints? One. Amen. <laughs> Our Father is supreme Father of Jesus and the, and the Father of all believers. Amen. Jesus is his only begotten Son. Our sonship is by adoption. That's why we can all say, Abba, Father. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 7. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. This was Elder Dorsch was talking about. See, we, we was given these gifts <laughs> according to grace. Amen. It says, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Gifts by grace. You know what that means? We didn't deserve it. <laughs> huh? It was nothing you could do <laughs> or you did do that deserved the gift. It, God gives freely. Say amen to that, saints. See, the grace is an enabling power that makes the special gifts function to the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I remember when I first moved out here to Hazelcrest, I went to church at a Homewood Full Gospel. And uh, it was a big, that was a big church, a big congregation. And when I walked up in there, I felt the strong presence of the Spirit of God. And then I began to watch all them gifts in operation. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, the gifts of God was just in that place in operation. They were working. And I just thought to myself, God, you are something else. <laughs> huh? See, when an unbeliever comes into a, a church, he should feel the spirit, the Holy Spirit. 
and he should see God's gifts working in you all. Say amen to that. Oh, I, if he does, he'll never forget it. I never can forget it. He wants us to use our free gifts to edify the body of Christ. Say amen to that, saints. <laughs> See, it's a hindrance when you don't use your gift. Huh? You deprive God's house. Amen. <laughs> the scriptures say your gift will make room for you. It'll take you somewhere. Amen. Oh, praise God. Look at verse 8. It says, wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. <laughs> oh, my God, what a powerful scripture. <laughs> After Jesus, this, the great victory that he had here on earth at Calvary, it says he led captivity captive. He freed us from bondage, right? We was, in, we was captured, but he led captivity captive. Amen. Freeing us from bondage, saints of God. And then he gave us some gifts. <laughs> Amen. Let me give you an earthly illustration. It's like when kings on earth would win a war or they would have a great victory, they would bring back the spoils and give it to the people. <laughs> That's what they did. They was giving them gifts. Look, I, 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 I defeated this place and I got all the spoils and I'm going to pass them out to the people. That's what kings do. That's what he did. See, when God came down and he freed us, huh, huh, he took the keys of sin and hell and death and all of that. Then he started giving us gifts. <laughs> oh, praise our God. Amen. That's what the scripture is saying. Jesus gave gifts to men after the great victory on earth. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. That's why we constantly thanking him. Thank you, Lord. Freeing us from that sin and death lifestyle. Huh? That's hell. He took the keys of hell. He got them. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Look at verse 9. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? See, when God rose him up from the dead, he went down and just took them keys of hell and death from Satan. What a great victory. Amen. <laughs> Then he said, he, he knew what was getting ready to go on, so while, while he was hanging up there and they was crucifying him, he said, it's finished. <laughs> I know they were like, what do we, he, it's finished. He said, it is finished. <laughs> that foolishness that Satan had making us afraid of death and sin is over. It's finished. Amen. Jesus made the announcement with his victory over demons who tried to hold him in death. <laughs> Not so saith the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 10. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. <laughs> How did he fill all things, saints? <laughs> Let me show you. He started passing out gifts. <laughs> Amen. That's what Elder Deutsch was saying. And the gift that he gives, he got all the power, first of all, the power of God, and then the gifts that he gives us. I'm just, I just want to elaborate on that a little bit. Amen. <laughs> he said he filled all things. Look at verse 13. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and and teachers 
the gifts. <laughs> Look at verse 12. For the preaching of, for, of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's how he fulfilled all things. He passed out these important gifts of the ministry. Amen. Look at verse 13. It says, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. What are those gifts going to help us do? Be more perfect till we come into a perfect man. We're going to come into all the knowledge of the Son of God. Amen. Oh, my God, is something else. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. Till we come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's our goal. Huh? <laughs> my goal, teach God's word so we all come into the knowledge of Christ to a perfect man. Say amen to that. <laughs> you can only get to that place in Christ. Our perfection is in Christ. Everything we need is in Christ. It says a measure of stature of fullness of Christ. See, God wants every believer to manifest qualities of his son, who is the standard of our spiritual maturity and perfection. Amen. That's his goal. He wants us all to live up to that in Christ. Amen. Look at verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lay lie in wait to deceive. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I thank God we're not children that are tossed to and fro. Amen. Carried about with every wind of doctrine. I thank God for that. By the slight of men. Amen. And, coming, and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. Huh? We're not that. We're children of the Lord, saints of God. We stay on scripture, sound doctrine. Amen. That's what we do. Thank you, Jesus. God's word. Amen. And let me show you how we do that. Here's how we do it. Look at verse 15. But speaking the truth, how, saints? In love, that's how we stay on it, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. That's how we get there. See, when we speak that truth in love, agape style, huh? when we speak it like that, it grows up in us. Amen. We get to grow up in all things. It shows us how to be the head, saints, even Christ. That's what this scripture is saying. We learn our real life is in Christ. Period. That's what we learn when we hear, we're hearing this truth in love. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I wanted to show you all that powerful gift that God gave us, which is the fivefold ministry. And I told you all it's likened to the hand. Amen. The hand of God is the power of God. I think I put that on the back of your of your program. The hand of God is power. Say amen to that. Talk about hands. You're talking about strength and power. Amen. And that's what the five-fold ministry is like into a hand. And I said I was going to delve into that, right? So let's delve into that. So on the hand, we got, we got a thumb and we got four fingers, right? But all the fingers are attached to the hand, right? Now, Jesus the Christ 
the Son of God, is the hand of God. Amen. What does it represent? Power. Amen. I want to show this to you. The fivefold gifts, again, are likened to fingers on the hand. Amen. And just as each finger is a different size, length, and function, so is the gifting of each ministry. Amen. Brother Larry just loving this message. He got that hand thing going on. I'm going to show you what that's all about. Amen. God loves you. Amen. Say amen to that. Praise God. Thank you. He know how to bless us. Don't he know how to bless us? All right. We're talking about the hand right now. Amen. So just as every finger is a different size, length, and function, so is the gifting of each ministry. Amen. Please know that. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let me show you this. You can function to some degree with only one finger on your hand. Brother Larry said, oh, Lord, come on, Pastor. <laughs> you can function with one finger on that hand, Brother Larry, but two fingers are better. <laughs> and three fingers make it easier. Say amen to that. Amen. Four fingers are great. <laughs> amen. And having all the use of all five fingers makes the job so much easier. Big amen. amen. <laughs> There's no truth is coming forth now. It makes it easier. It makes it better. It makes it safer. Amen. When you got, when you got use of all, all five fingers. My God. God is something else, isn't he? <laughs> and, and, th and let me show you this. When a fist is folded, all the fingers now are the same. When you make that fist, <laughs> they're the same lift now. But when they are extended, they function independently, each attached to the hand. Amen? <laughs> now watch this concerning the fivefold ministry. The thumb, saints of God, is the apostle. Amen? And notice, it stands alone. Yet, it's connected to the fingers and the hand. But it's standing over here alone. But it's connected to the fingers and the hand now. Amen? But it's all by itself. I'm showing you the apostle. The index finger, this is the prophet. Your index finger, that's the prophet. The prophet, note, is next to the apostle. Amen. <laughs> and helps the evangelist because this finger right here is the evangelist. Amen. <laughs> oh, praise God. I've tried to show you the fivefold ministry, the hand of God, the power of God. I want you to see it. Amen. <laughs> Let me say this about the prophet right, quite quick. We back to the prophet. I mean, what else do we call this finger right here? The pointer. That's what the prophet does. He points at things. See, we think it's all mystical and magical and, and revealing the future. Now, but he's just speaking the word of God, pointing as God commands him. Go say this to him. He carries the word of God. Go say that to him. <laughs> Tell him God bless you every time you serve him a plate of food. Huh? That's, the prophet is doing, God bless you. He's just carrying the word to the people. Amen. And the evangelist, and note, the prophet is right next to the evangelist. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah, Lord, which is the middle finger. But notice that the, the evangelist stands next to the ring finger. They call this our ring finger, which is the pastor. Amen. And then right next to the pastor is the pinky. We call this the pinky, right? This is the teacher. Amen. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah to that. Trying to show you the fivefold ministry, the hand of God. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. The, peak, the pinky finger, saints, <laughs> is the teacher who beside, who's, who's right beside the pastor. The pastor is always touching the evangelist over here. So you're the pastor, always touching the evangelist, the evangelist and the teacher. See, the pastor is between the evangelist and the teacher. Amen. Always touching those two. Amen. And each one of them are interconnected, but they have a unique function. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. You know what Jesus was? <laughs> or is? <laughs> He's all five ministering gifts in one. <laughs> Amen. Jesus was the teacher, the prophet, the evangelist, the shepherd or the pastor, and the chief apostle. Amen. Jesus was all, was all fivefold ministry in one. Amen. I just want to show it to you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the apostle and the prophets, look at this, saints, are closely connected. The apostle and the prophet is closely connected. Amen. I want you to see it using the hand. Just as when you're going to pick up something, you usually use the thumb and the index finger. When you're picking something up, that's what you usually pick it up with. They're closely connected. Amen. Oh, thank you, Elder Deutsch. He prompted this message, the power of God and the gifts that he gives us. I'm trying to expound on those gifts now, show them to you. Amen. The elder urged us in his message to be strong and courageous and not to be afraid. <laughs> Amen. He reminded us that God is with us. He was reading Joshua 1. He read all through Joshua. And all he kept saying was, be strong and courageous and don't be afraid. <laughs> Here's my question. Why was Joshua steadily telling the people to be strong and courageous and not to be afraid. That's what, I, that's what I'm asking you all. Why? Because all if you read Joshua 1, and he was reading it, it was saying, be strong and courageous and stop being afraid. He just kept telling, telling them that. All through that passage of Joshua chapter 1. Amen. Why? <laughs> Let me tell you why. <laughs> you all remember the revelation I gave you all before Pastor Elder Deutsch even came up. I told you how Moses sent the ten spies to spy out the Canaan land, the land that God had promised to the people. If God promises it, guess what? It's yours. But he sent them spies to go spy that land out. And who came back with the good report? Joshua and Caleb. The other ten said, we ants. We too little. We can't take the land. We like grasshoppers. 
They too big for us. But Joshua wasn't talking like that. What did Joshua and Caleb say? Let's go get it at once. Let's go take it right now. That's what they said. They wasn't afraid. Amen. So now when you read the book of Joshua, he constantly saying, be not afraid. Don't be afraid of them. Amen. Be strong and courageous. God is with us. That's what he constantly saying. All through his book. That's what he was telling them. Okay, back to the question. So why did he have to keep telling them that? Because them other ten leaders was telling them, y'all some ants. <laughs> y'all too little. We can't take that land. But God promised it to us. God said it's ours. You too small. So now Joshua had to come back and tell him, you not too small. Quit being scared. That's why he had to keep telling him. All through that passage, Elder Deutsch was reading it. Be not afraid. huh? Be strong and courageous. God is with us. Amen. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. That, 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 that word was so connected. Now, I just came out with that revelation, those, those hors d'oeuvres, those appetizers, because that's what the Lord told me to say. But it was so connected, and I'm trying to show you the connection. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Joshua had to keep telling them, quit being scared, because they, was, they was, had all that fear in them. Them other 10, the 84%, you remember I told you, 16% of God pe people really do this word? That's why, that's why the scripture says, it's a narrow road, and few find it. Few, just a few find it. Because everybody's on the broad road, the 84%, who's afraid to do what God told them to do. I gave you the land. Here is yours. We can't take it. We too little. Listen, and these were leaders who told them that. Amen. So that's why Joshua had to keep telling them, saints of God, be strong, be courageous, be not afraid. God is with us. Amen. I want some revelation. Let me give you this revelation right here. <laughs> Jesus' name in the Hebrew is Yeshua. Everybody know that, right? In the Hebrew, Jesus translates to Yeshua. But guess what it trans guess what Yeshua translates to in English? Joshua. <laughs> That's what Yeshua means. It means Joshua. And what does his name mean? God saves. Joshua means God saves. Jesus means God saves. Yeshua means God saves. God is with us. That's why he's not afraid. Because he knows he's not by himself. And that's why I'm telling you all don't be afraid. Because you're not by yourself. Amen. I don't care what the devil in the world tell you. I mean, I don't care what the 84% tell you. <laughs> See, I'm in the 16% telling you the truth in love. Amen. God is with us. I'll say amen to that. If I was sitting in the audience, I'd be like, amen, hallelujah. I'd be screaming and shouting. Somebody gave me a truth like this. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Elder Dorsch, really, that was a great word. He talked about the grace of God and how many gifts are in the grace. See, when God gives you a gift by grace, again, it's unmerited. You didn't do nothing to earn it. You don't deserve it. He just gave it to you. 
It's not pay that you earned. It's a gift. He gifted us with his son. We didn't deserve it. It said while we were yet sinners, we was messed up. He just gave us his only begotten son. Uh, let me show you what gifts according to grace look like, saints of God. Let's, 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 let's get into that a little bit. Turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. I'll show you what gifts according to grace really look like. Thank you again, Elder Deutsch. <laughs> God bless you. Elder Deutsch is working on something with, uh, you all know, Pastor, uh, Pastor uh, Evans. Tony Evans is sick, and he's supposed to be on a special prayer group with them uh, for Tony Evans. So there's some things he has to do, but I just want to expound on this message because it was a great word. Amen? Let's look at gifts, what gifts look accord, like according to grace. Amen? Because he said he, he graced us with these gifts. Amen? I showed you the fivefold ministry, right? Romans 12, look at verse 6. It says, having then gifts differing according to the gift that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. So when we are all given different gifts by God's grace, right? One of my jobs is to help you to identify your gift, to stir it up, to encourage you to use your gift. Amen. Don't take that gift to the grave with you. Amen. And you want to start, the, you know, the very place you want to start using your gift is in the house of the Lord. Many great, great, great singers, you know where they started using their gift? In church. Then they went out and took it to the world. Amen. But you should, stir up, you should be using that gift in God's house. Like I said, when I went in that home with full gospel, I was amazed. Oh, my God, the gifts were so powerful. And when they did that altar call and I went up there, some lady came behind me and I wish I had a recording of what she was saying. Blew my mind. She was in her gift. She was a great prophet. I, I don't even know. I can't tell you what she looked like. I just heard her talking behind me. I'm on the altar like this. And she was saying some powerful things. And I got up. I was like, Lord, look at these gifts. These people just, it was, it was powerful. It was powerful, saints of God. So in the house of God, you want to use your gift. Don't be afraid. Amen. If the Lord give you a word or something to give to somebody, give it to them. Whatever the gift is that you have, use it in the house of the Lord. Start it out right in here and watch it blow up. Amen. Oh, please say amen to that. Thank you, Jesus. This scripture said, having then gifts different according to the grace that is given us. And it's telling you if you, if you, if you have a gift of prophecy, prophesy. Amen. And it says, do it according to your faith. Everybody say amen to that. We got some young prophets in here. Kaya Rose being one. <laughs> Mommy got a baby in her stomach. What, Jasmine, you got a baby? No, I don't know what she talking about. She knew what she was talking about. <laughs> baby using a gift. Mommy got a baby in her stomach. What? Jasmine, you heard, you hear the little young prophetess? I'm listening to her. <laughs> All of a sudden, months later, I'm pregnant. <laughs> what? <laughs> Young prophet has already called it out. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. 
Again, what does prophecy mean? The prophet, the prophet is doing what? This is the, this is the finger representing the prophet. What is doing? It's just pointing things out. It's telling you, amen, it's not mystical or magical. It just points things out, saying to God. <laughs> it means to speak it forth. That's what prophets do. They speak things forth. Amen. She just spoke it forth. <laughs> and let me show you. I want some real revelation. Let me show you something. So Jasmine and, and uh, Carlton, they going, they doing a gender reveal and all that. You know, and, Carl, and Jasmine say, Pastor, pray, Pastor, Pastor, uh, uh, Mr. Rudy, <laughs> pray that I had his little boy. Amen. I said, okay, well, whatever God's will is, that's what it is, you know. But we really didn't have to waste all that time because the little prophetess has already called it out. Mommy got a boy in her belly. Went through all that. Why? God, God bless you, Sister Cheryl. You pressed your way. Praise God. Hallelujah, Lord. <laughs> A little prophetess had pointed it out already. Mommy got a little boy in her belly. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Rudy prayed that I have a little boy. Oh, all right, I'll pray. <laughs> oh, let's go get the gender reveal. Why? Oh, y'all don't believe the prophet. Oh, that's what it is. You don't believe the prophet. Amen. <laughs> Come on, saints of God. Look at verse 7. It says, or ministry, let us wait on our ministry, or he that teacheth, Teacheth on teaching. Now, why does it say wait on ministry? Huh? Because, <laughs> you know, God really has to prepare you for ministry. Amen. It says to wait on that. But this wait, that word wait is a double-edged sword. I want to show you both sides because, you know, God, when, he, when that word go forth and he swing that sword, it'll cut this way. And then what happens, saints? It'll come back. And cut you the other way. Amen. It's a double-edged sword. Amen. So it says to wait on the ministry, right? I know personally I waited seven years after I decided to really be faithful to God. Amen. Then I waited. It just didn't, okay, I'm going to put you off and, and the head up a ministry. It didn't happen like that. It was seven years later after I finally decided I'm going to quit playing with you and I'm going to put you first. I'm not going to be sloppy with you anymore. Amen. I'm going to be on time. I'm going to do everything you would have me to do. Decent and in order, just like you like it. <laughs> Amen. And then it took seven years after that date I'm talking about. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. I had to wait, saints. However, in that seven-year period, I was waiting. But wait don't mean you just sitting around waiting for the Lord to knock you off the chair to do something. I was still doing things in the ministry as I was waiting. Amen. <laughs> now, let me be honest. I didn't know I was waiting on anything like this. I was just serving God you know, in spirit and in truth. I wanted to be the apple of his eye. I did. I'm like, I want to be the apple of your eye, Lord. I want, when you look down here, I want your smile to be so so big. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But the scripture is saying, or, or, or ministry, let us wait on ministry. Amen. And I want to show you what this word really means. So during that seven-year period, I'm just showing you in myself, I was, I was waiting, but I was doing things in ministry. Now, here's the other side of that double-edged sword. When he says, wait, wait on your ministry. You know what you're going to really be doing? 
You're going to wait all right. You're going to wait on the people. What does a waiter do? He waits on you. He serves you. Amen. So when it says wait on that ministry, it's really teaching you how to serve the people. Huh? How to serve this word up. He got to show you how to do it. So you got to wait. It's a double-edged sword both ways. Amen. It cuts this way and that way. You're now a waiter, a servant. And I told you all last week, here goes some more revelation. I said, I wanted to be the apple of God's eye. And the Lord, and, and see, when you, think, when you think that, you say, well, I want to be first with God. I want to be the apple of his eye. I want to be first. And what did the Lord show me? See if y'all remember. He said, oh, you want to be first? There you go. <laughs> he said, if you want to be first with me, you got to be last of all, come on, and servant of all. That's how you get first with God. The first will be last. Come on. And last will be first. If you're putting yourself up first and all of that, you're not that. You're exalting yourself. Amen. You got to learn how to serve everybody. Amen. Now you're the apple of his eye. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Our ministry, let us wait on it, saints of God. <laughs> Get you prepared to be a servant, a waiter. Amen. You all hear me say it's a pleasure to serve God. Taught me that. He put that in me. Be happy. He loves a happy, hilarious, cheerful giver. When I'm giving of myself, I love it. Amen. When I'm on the phone with Sister Cheryl and she's saying, oh, everything hurt, Pastor Blah. And I'm saying, oh, God is good. Don't be afraid. I start telling her what, what, what uh, Joshua was telling the people. Don't be afraid. Be strong. Be courageous. Huh? God is with you. He gave you an assignment, didn't he? Yeah, I got to take the word of God all over the world. Well, you all right then. <laughs> be strong. Amen. <laughs> Or when Brother Larry called me and say, Pastor, look, my hands, they just messed up. They, they, I can't use them, Pastor. I can't dial my phone. And I say, Brother Larry, God is with you. Amen. Hands represent strength, work. Amen. You've got to work. Amen. Bible says if a man don't work, he don't eat. He's going to heal him for you. Don't even worry about it. Just keep pressing your way. There he is. He said that this morning, I'm going to press my way, Pastor. I'll be there. And look at the word the Lord has given him on the hand. Look at it. God knows what all of us need, and he gives it to us. It's a gift. It's free. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 9, 8. It says, or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that soweth, showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Just so much word in that exhortation. It says, exhortation is a gift, saints. You know what that gift, what you do with that gift? You encourage. You comfort. You strengthen struggling believers. That's what you do with the gift of exhortation. Amen. It says, he that giveth. Or when you, do, when you give, he said, do it with simplicity. Now don't don't give out of personal recognition. Please don't do that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. You give a, a, a thanks and to glorify God. 
That's why you do it. That's why, you know, certain churches, and I won't mention a name, that I went to a few and they get, had the $100 line, the $500 line, the three, that's foolishness to God. Amen. <laughs> Showing off. Oh, I'm going to get in the $500. I'm going to show y'all. I'm going to get, nah. God is not on that. It said, do it with simplicity. Isn't that what the scriptures say? Let him that, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. That's what it says. Huh? <laughs> we all want to dwell in the Lord's financial system. Why? Why do we want to dwell in the Lord's financial system anyway? Because <laughs> there ain't no shortages up in there. <laughs> God ain't, it's not a shortage of anything in, a, in God's financial system. Nothing. All our needs are met according to his riches. It don't have nothing to do with yours. Huh? There's no shortage in the, in, the, in the financial system of God. Say amen to that, saints. I'm telling you some high-end truth right now. So he said, when you give, just do it in simplicity. Amen? With diligence, he said. He that ruleth, rule, rule with diligence. Huh? He that ruleth is uh, or what leads. That's a gift, saints of God. So God is saying, be diligent. Be diligent with any gift God give you. Say amen. Just be diligent with it. That's how the gift grows. When you constantly, diligently do it, you're strengthening it. You're making it stronger, especially when you're giving it to the Lord. Paul calls this ruling gift, he calls it administration or to guide. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He says, he that ruleth, do it with diligence. Amen. That's the person that steers the ship. The New Testament talks about leadership in your own home. That's where it starts. Amen. Then, and then you bring it to the church. But you got to get it right in your house first. Amen. Say amen to that. <laughs> if you have the gift to show mercy, it says use it cheerfully. To show mercy is a gift. Some, some want to hold you to the fire. Do you hear me? Some want to just hold you to the fire. But you said it, but you said they don't have no mercy. <laughs> huh? And then if they have a little mercy, they mad that they, let, let you, they gave you a pass. That's not what this scripture is saying. It said if you're going to show some mercy, do it cheerfully. Be happy. Okay, you messed up, but I'm going to give you another chance. Amen. <laughs> Hey, we, we got to get this right and be happy about it. Thank you, Jesus. That's how he did. He was the example. While we was yet sinners, he died for us. He showed mercy cheerfully. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He likes a happy, hilarious giver, saints of God. And all these gifts God gives us is by grace, saints. We don't deserve them. We didn't earn them. Amen. But we want to use them. See, God won't call you to a job and then not equip you to do it, saints. You hear me? He equipped us. He equips this body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Everybody got a gift. Amen? Look at verse 9. It says, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Well, we already got that right. That's agape-style love, right? Huh, we, we love unconditionally. We don't love you because you're sexy. We love you because you're real nice to us. We love you, period. Amen. 
<laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with you. <laughs> Praise God. I want y'all to get that in y'all spirit. Amen. The Lord put that in my spirit. Tell them you love them, everybody. Come on now. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's what the Lord did to me. You all hear how I talk to y'all. God bless you. I love you. <laughs> God put that in me. I love you. He said, tell them all you love them all the time. Make sure they know that. Okay, Lord. Then I'll tell them every time. Will you do that? <laughs> Amen. Oh, I just want to be that for God's eye, and I know you all do too. I'm trying to show it to you. Verse 10 says, be kindly affectionate one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. Verse 11 says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Verse 12 says, rejoicing in hope, patience, and tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. See, the hope that we are, are, are to rejoice, saints, is in the hope of the resurrection. Huh? God, God raised Jesus from the dead. Amen. It says rejoicing in hope. We rejoice in that. Christ's return is our ultimate redemption, saints of God. Say amen to that. Oh, thank you, Lord. I just wanted to expound on some of those gifts God gave us freely. Amen. Elder Dort said, the power of God and the gifts that he give us. I just want to expound on them. Amen. He reminded us, too, we should always pray. What, this, what does this scripture, the last scripture say? Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. That's always. Continuing. We always got to pray. Amen. <laughs> prayer changes things. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We pray, we study God's words to show ourselves approved, right? The word strengthens us huh? to know our rights in Christ. We don't want to be ignorant to the word of God. You can be ignorant to anything in this world, and we are. We don't know everything. We're ignorant to some of these things. But we don't want to be ignorant to this word, right? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Elder Dorsch read us so many scriptures, saints. <laughs> But all of them built us up in Christ. Huh? The power of God and the gifts that he gives. Amen, Elder. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Then after all that, you know what he did? He left us with a homework assignment. <laughs> huh? I heard one of the students said Isaiah 54, 11 through 17. Amen. He left us a homework assignment. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. <laughs> Y'all know the A students, the best and the brightest. You know what they do? They do homework. <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell you right now, when I was getting all amazed, I was doing my homework. Amen. <laughs> they figure out, A students figure out how to incorporate the word into their life. They just don't hear it only. <laughs> Amen. I'm giving you something right now. I'm giving you a piece of read right now. So for all y'all who might didn't do the homework, <laughs> I'm going to go over it with you in class today. <laughs> all right? That's grace and mercy. Amen. <laughs> I, got to I got to do that. <laughs> so turn in your Bible to Isaiah 54. God bless you. God bless you, Elder Deutsch. 
He's online right now, saints of God. I see him online. Praise God. God bless you, Elder. We're going to go over your homework assignment right now. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Just in case they didn't do it. <laughs> Just in case. We know they did it. But I'm going to go over it anyway. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. Isaiah 54. He said 11 through 17, but I'm going to just add 10 in because it kind of gave us what was going on here. So Isaiah 54, look at verse 10 first. It says, for the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from thee. Neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that have mercy on thee. Aren't y'all glad God has mercy on us? Because we're not perfect. Amen? Only in him are we perfect. But we're not perfect, so he has mercy on us. Amen? And that's what the scripture is saying. <laughs> He's saying, my kindness that I have for you all, I'm not going to take it away. Neither my covenant of my peace, I'm not going to remove that. That's what he's telling us right here. Amen? And we're so glad God has Mercy. He's merciful. Okay, let's look at 11. O thou afflicted, tossed with, with tempest, and not com comforted, behold, I will lay thy stones with fair colors, and lay thy foundations with sapphires, and I will make thy widows of a gates, and thy gates of cubicles, cubicles, and all thy borders of pleasant stones. Look, those two scriptures right there are talking about that, that holy city. You know, you remember in Revelation 12, 19 and 21, and we talked about when they come down, when that new Jerusalem come, talked about them sapphires and uh, how it's going to be. <laughs> it describes it in Revelation chapter 21. Amen. I'm not going to get into it, but read it. That's, a little, that's another homework off this homework. Amen. <laughs> but that's what those two scriptures are talking about. Look at verse 13. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. <laughs> See, when the new Jerusalem come down, all of us will be taught of the Lord, saints. That's what we're going to get all day, all night. And we're going to have great peace. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. There's some revelation in there right now. If you want great peace right now, huh? we're not talking about the new Jerusalem. I'm talking about right now. If you want that right now, you know what you want to do? Teach your children. Amen. Teach them of the Lord. That's what the scripture is saying. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord. Then what's going to happen? And great shall be the peace of thy children. Teach them of the Lord and you have great peace. Huh? With your children. <laughs> Look at verse 14. In righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shall be far from oppression. Listen to this. For thou shalt not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Thank you, Elder Deutsch. <laughs> We're doing your homework right now. He say, he say, in righteousness, which we are in. Everybody say amen to that. We're in righteousness because our righteousness is in Christ, right? And we all in Christ. So it says, in righteousness shalt thou be established. He's establishing us all right now. Amen. Thou shalt not be far from oppression. Amen. I'm sorry. Thou shalt be far from oppression. We're going to be far from that. For thou shalt not fear, and we're not afraid. And from terror, for it shall not come near thee. We don't have to be afraid of oppression, huh? terror. It says it's not going to come near you. <laughs> Amen. 
All this stuff has been defeated, saints. That's why it's perfect peace. See, in the New Jerusalem, there'll be no danger, nothing to fear. Even death itself had been defeated. Look at verse 15. It says, behold, that, behold, they shall surely gather together. Listen to this now. But not, but, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. See, so Satan and his posse, they're going to get together on you now. Amen. They think because they, they're ignorant. They think they can defeat God. Amen. <laughs> but, but this scripture right here saying that's not going to happen. Amen. This scripture is clearly saying if you gather against God, you will fail. That's what it's saying. For, look, whosoever shall gather together against thee, he's talking about himself, shall fall, shall fail for thy sake. <laughs> Amen. They cannot win against you, saints. The world, Satan, your own flesh. Amen. The flesh. It can't win against you. Amen. That's why I know God is going to heal you, Brother Larry. Because <laughs> what came against you is lesser than what's in you. Amen. <laughs> what's in you will, will, will prevail. That's what the scriptures are showing that. I believe it. Amen. <laughs> and it, look what it's saying. Behold, they shall surely gather together. Oh, they're going to get together now. Amen. <laughs> but, but it's not by God. Huh, they doing their own thing. <laughs> All right, look at verse 16. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. So what has God created, saints? Everything. Amen. He created Lucifer. <laughs> Say amen to that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All is under his command. Oh, the big got it right. God is in control. Amen. That's what the scripture said. If God doesn't allow it, it can't be done. Okay? That's why he wants us to stay in his word. See, his word is safety. All right? God is his word. Huh? In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen. God is his word, and his safety in his word. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And he sums it all up like this. Look at verse 17. This was the homework assignment. Here we go. No weapon. Everybody say that. No weapon. I don't care what it is. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Who is all servant of the Lord? Huh? Who is all the servant of the Lord? This is our heritage. Amen. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Where's our righteousness here at? In him. He said their righteousness is of me, not in ourself. Don't look to yourself for all that righteousness. Your righteousness is like a filthy rag to God. Our righteousness is in Christ. Amen. And that's what the scripture is saying. Amen. No weapon. Everybody say that. No weapon. I don't care what it is, Larry. It, can't, it cannot prosper against you. Amen. Did you hear me, Sister Cheryl? No weapon. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We are servants of the Lord, and this is our heritage, saints. Our righteousness is in Christ, and no weapon that is formed against us will prosper. 
Huh? He's the defense city, saints. It may form. Say, well, why is all this stuff happening? It don't say the weapon won't form. It just says it's not going. It's going not going to win out over you. Amen. No weapon. <laughs> God is the protector of all Israel, saints. All His people. Amen. <laughs> We're His people. Joshua was telling them what he said. Fear not. Be strong. Be courageous. Be not afraid. Oh, let me get that in y'all spirit today. Oh, the Deutsch was reading the scripture all through Joshua 1. Fear not. <laughs> I know they've been saying be afraid. You know, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Just be afraid. Amen. The shot, of, the shot of good, that's what's going to get you by. It's the shot. No, it's, this, it's Christ. Amen. <laughs> See, I'm telling you the truth in love right now. <laughs> It's Christ that's going to get you by. Amen. Say amen to that. Huh? Don't be afraid. Oh, thank you, Jesus. No weapon. It cannot win over you. <laughs> thank you, Lord. God is the protector of Israel and all his people. Joshua constantly told him to fear not. Don't be afraid. God is with them. Amen. God saves. At the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. Jesus Christ is Lord in heaven and earth and under the earth. That's what the scripture said. No weapon, saints of God. And this promise is for all believers in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Everybody say amen to that. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for your promises today, Lord. Hallelujah to you. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You will not have us to be ignorant. We just thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Today we're going to have uh, Elder Tola is going to lead us in our communion. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But before we do that, I, gotta, I just got a bonus. <laughs> I feel a bonus. You know, I got the, I'm not an employer everybody loves. <laughs> He's going to give us a bonus. <laughs> a gift. Say a gift, saints. Huh? Just in case you feel, I don't even deserve this bonus. I ain't do no work. Huh? Why am I getting a bonus? Why you give me a bonus? I ain't even do nothing. Amen. <laughs> but God is merciful. He's graceful. So while he's passing out them communion cups, I'm going to give you a bonus. Then I'm going to call Elder Tolar up here. Amen. Again, I want to thank Elder Deutsch for the message on the power of God and the gifts that he gives us. Thank you, Elder Deutsch. God bless you again. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I got to show you all, though, in this bonus, when God called you and gave you that special gift, he really wants you to use it. But if you don't use it, he's not sorry that he gave it to you. Amen. I want to show it to you in the scripture. Huh? If you don't use it, if you just sit there and just, I ain't using my gift. I know I got the gift, but I'm not going to use it. God is not up there saying, I wish I didn't give him that gift. Why did I even give it to him? Amen. All right, here go the bonus. Y'all ready for the bonus? Right, let me try again. Y'all ready for the bonus? There you go. There you go. Uh, Y'all don't like bonuses. <laughs> I love bonuses. God bless you, man of God. Can I give one more? Did you give out the toll out one? Okay. Oh, it's one under here. Praise God. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, this one is yours up under here, the toll I'm going to use this one. It's already for you. Thank you, Jesus. 
Okay, here's the bonus. Turn to Romans chapter 11, and let's look at verse 25. I just want to give you this bonus real quick. Amen. I'm going to speak a special blessing over y'all this week, too. Lord, say, speak a blessing over them. Huh? Because we don't live by bread alone. We live by this word. Amen. So I'm going to speak a special bonus, Lord. I'm asking for a special bonus for them, straight from heaven, from you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Romans 11, look at verse 25. It says, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery. God just won't allow us to be ignorant, okay? Again, you can be ignorant to anything and everything, but you don't want to be ignorant to the word of God. Amen? Oh, thank you, Jesus. So here's the bonus. God bless you, elders. That's the Deutsch. Praise God. He, he online everywhere. We just, we just went through your homework assignment. <laughs> Praise God. All right, say one thing. Uh-huh. Praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe you are. Because I see your name, Deutsch. Then I see your wife. Oh, Lord. I, oh, no, that's your wife. Okay. I thought I saw Clytus and Deutsch. Come on, man of God. Both of y'all. I get it. I got it. Amen. I see you. Amen. Praise God. That's what's going on. That's exactly what's going on. God is something else. Amen. Same with these two. Amen. He proved that. Hey, we are one. Amen. The two are one. And then he gave communion. He's going to give us communion again. God is good. He's just confirming his word. Y'all get that? Say amen to that. I love it when God confirms his word. All right, let me give you this bonus. Let me get through this, and then we're going to have our communion. I'm going to read verse 11, Romans 11 and 25 again. It says, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery. So God does not want us, his people to be ignorant. Lest ye should be wise in your own conceits. That's what you don't want to do. You don't want to be wise in your own, leaning on your own understanding. I'm wise in my own conceits. That blindness is part, blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. So this scripture is saying Israel, the Jews, was blind in part. That's what it says, right? They were blind. What were they blind in part to? That the fact that God wanted to save all of us. Israel didn't see that. They were not fooling with Gentiles, Okay? And that's what the scripture is saying. They were blind to that peace. Amen. God wanted to adopt us in the family. Huh? Some so-called heathens. We were some heathens. Amen. But God wanted us in his family. You all remember. Let me give it to you. You remember when God sent Peter to Cornelius' house, right? First of all, Peter had this dream. And he saw all these unclean food that he, we should not eat. And, and, and in the dream, God said, Peter, kill it and eat. Peter said, nope, I can't do that. I can't, I, can't, I can't eat that. It's unclean. And what did God say to him? He said, how can you call what I clean unclean? Amen. And that was powerful. We, a lot of us missed that one. That's why, y'all, we can eat that pig and all that. Amen. 
Why can we eat that pig and, uh, and not be under God's uh, the, uh, 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 the, uh, the dietary law. The dietary law says you can't eat no pig, you can't eat no catfish, you can't eat none of that mess. No shrimp, you can't eat no lobsters. <laughs> Amen. But then this scripture says, how can I, how can you say what I clean, how can you call what I clean unclean? That's what the scripture say. Now people say, well, no, he was talking about people. Yes, he was. He was, talk, he was giving Peter an illustration because he was going to send him to Cornelius' house, an unclean person. Okay, here's my question. I'm going to give you all some high-end revelation. I'm going to get right back to this. Well, would he lie? Would God use an illustration that is not the truth to show you a truth? God forbid, of course not. Amen. So when he said, how can you call what I clean unclean, the question really should be, Lord, when did you clean it? That's the question. God can't lie. Amen. So we should be saying, well, Lord, now you, your word in the Old Testament say, oh, that mess is unclean. We can't eat it. That's what Peter said. Nope, I can't do it. And God said, well, how? It's unclean. He said, well, then how are you going to call what I clean unclean? So at some point, God had to clean it. Oh, y'all hear this. Y'all please hear this. Catch this revelation. Uh, so you ain't got to feel guilty when you're eating that. Uh, just pray for it like he said. Thank you, Lord, for this food. Let it nourish my body and keep me in perfect health. In Jesus' name, amen. That's the prayer. And then you tear it up. <laughs> amen. <laughs> How can you call what I clean unclean? That's the question. When did he clean it? Come on, saints. When did he clean it? On the cross. When he got on that cross, he didn't only clean us up, take us in. He cleaned everything up. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I'll be like, hallelujah. I'll be shouting and screaming right now. Somebody said that, gave me that power. <laughs> Lord, I, you cleaned it all. Yes, he did. Oh, but he was, he was only just trying to tell Peter, you know, to go because he was going to go to Cornelius' house and he was going to clean all them heathens up. Yeah, but he cleaned all the food up too. He cleaned everything up. Oh, Lord, we got a new covenant now. Oh, okay, let me, how did I get there? I don't even know. But let's get, let's get back to this, to this bonus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I got that because this scripture was saying how Israel was partly blind. Amen. They didn't see that God was about to clean these Gentiles up. Just like y'all was partly blind. Y'all didn't see that God cleaned it all up. Not only did he clean us up. He cleaned the food chain up. Amen. How can you call what I clean unclean? That's what he asked him. Now, y'all go back and read that in the Acts. Okay? Another homework assignment for you. When you get home, let's say, let me just see that. And it's in the Acts. Check it out. Amen. Okay, so, you know, we, we all know what happened when he sent Peter to Cornelius' house. Amen. The Holy Spirit fell up in there. And all of them got converted. And all them Jews who was Peters, they were standing around looking like, what just happened? <laughs> what, what, what was that? To God, all of them up in there speaking to they all getting all cleaned up, the Lord to clean. They like, what in the world just happened? Amen. Oh, thank you. I thank God for cleaning up the, us, me, the food chain, everything. I thank him for that. Amen. That's why I dialect is thank you, Jesus. All right, so the Jews were shocked at what happened. Look at verse 26. It says, 
and so all Israel shall be saved. As it is written, there shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Oh, thank you, Jesus. See, we all know that Jesus, that millennial rule that he'll have, is associated with Mount Zion. And that's what this scripture said. Look at verse 27. For this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. See, that's the new covenant. Jesus takes away the sins of the world. Huh? That was a, 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 a prerequisite for Israel's salvation. Because they, they believed in part. They didn't see it. Huh? Until God came down and took away our sin. See, he was, he was in turn making them jealous. You can read this in the scriptures. He was making Israel jealous. He said, okay, you all are my chosen people. Y'all just not going to act right. Let me go save the Gentiles. Huh? Because with God is whosoever will. Huh? <laughs> say, well, God, how could he say them his chosen people? Well, he had to start somewhere. He chose them. But, oh, y'all not going to act right? <laughs> look, look. Told us y'all not going to act right? All right, I'm going to take it over here then. It's whosoever will. <laughs> That's how God is, say to God. Huh? Now they looking at him like, well, look at how he blessing them. They get all jealous. <laughs> but the end game was this. Look, I'm going to read it again. Here go the end game. And so all Israel shall be saved as it is written. He just wanted to save everybody. Huh? <laughs> oh, God, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He got a way of doing things to get us all right. Amen. <laughs> Look at verse 27. For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sins. That's the new covenant. Jesus takes away the sins of the world, saints. As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes, but as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. Oh, my God. He spelled it out. See, we were once enemies to the gospel. But he said, they, them heathens was enemies for y'all's sake. <laughs> That's what he's telling them. He's telling them, they was enemies for y'all's sake. Huh? It says, look, I'm going to read it again. It says, for this is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. Because I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and look at verse 28. It says, as concerning the gospel, they were enemies for your sake. He's talking to Israel. Them heathens was enemies for your sake. But as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. But God still loved us. And he saved us <laughs> for his sake. That's what the scripture is saying. And I'm saying all this. Amen. Because the elder Deutsch gave us that word on the power of God and the gifts that he gives us. Amen. All right, let's read the final scripture. Here go the gifts. Verse 29. For the gifts and calling of God, what saints? They're not with repentance. So if you use your gift or if you don't use your gift, it's Okay. <laughs> God is not going to take it back from you because he gave it to you without repentance. A gift is free. Amen. Huh? He, he did it without repentance, saints. He's not re up there repenting, mad, saying, why did I give him this gift? Why did I give you this gift? You won't even use it for my glory. I shouldn't even gave it to you. Not according to that scripture. He ain't doing it like that. 
He said, for the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. <laughs> He's not sorry that he gave it to you, saints. So use it. Huh? Even if you squander it. He's not sorry that he gave it to you. I, I used to really didn't understand that. Why can you not be, you know, you give somebody a gift and they don't open it. They don't need it. God is not saying I shouldn't have even gave it. He's not mad. That's what the scripture is saying. <laughs> huh? He will not change his mind. God's gifts and callings are without repentance. Everybody say amen to that. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your bonus. Thank you for everything that you're doing in this ministry, Lord. As you have your way. It's not our will, but your will be done in our life, Lord. We're great. We're perfect in you, Father. And so we thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We say hallelujah to you, glory to you. We thank you for strengthening us. We thank you for our perfect health. We thank you for keeping us COVID free. We thank you for helping us to navigate through all the unrest that's going on in this world. We thank you for your hedge of protection. Just everything, Lord. Thank you for the angels that you encamp around us, all 72,000, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah to you, Lord. You're mighty. You're awesome. You're great in this place, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Before we have our communion, who we need to pray for real quick?